and welcome back to another episode of the, the Good, Good For, for Her, Her podcast. podcast. I'm Lovely. And I'm Ponzi. And we're back at it again, you guys. After like 5,000 years. A little hiatus, a little baby one. But I mean, the good thing is that we're not on a set schedule. So it's like, I don't think people really notice. So just be like, hmm, it's been a minute. But it's like, we're not really like super sharp on like when. So it's kind of like, has it been a while? I don't know. Maybe. I know. We did this yesterday. <laughs> For reals. Well, I went and broke my wrist, so that kind of put a damper on things. I know you're thinking, okay, you broke your wrist, you didn't break your mouth, you can talk. <laughs> but <laughs> the pain and having to be housebound and just like, I don't know if you've ever broken any bones. It's the second wrist I've broken. Um, this one was the worst one, for sure. And I just, the first like two weeks, I just wanted to just literally, I couldn't do anything but lay in bed, really. Um, and it was my dominant hand, so I just was not in the mood to just be talkative, you know? Yeah. I, I slept, and then going back to work, I wanted to feel like a normal person, and now, nice, to, happy to say, I'm slowly, you know, coming back from the spiral, yeah. breaking my wrist, and um, I will appreciate my right hand more than I ever have. That just shows your right hand? <laughs> it is my right hand, bitch! Oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm gonna... When it was my left hand, I it wasn't that bad. I only broke one bone, and then now that it's my right hand, I f- I fell. It was like a freak, clumsy accident, and now I know that like I can't wear heels. I need to be mindful of my surroundings. Yeah. Uh, a bitch is. I'm like I used to watch this McGuire and be like a bitch can't fall that much, but <laughs> a bitch can. A bitch <laughs> so, can. So I'm yeah, just gonna be making safer choices. You're just a little clumsy like that Fergie song. Oh. I am. Yep. I was trying to think of <laughs> a girl like me. Don't get single for long. <laughs> as soon as me and a boy break up, my heart. What did you say? My heart is sad. <laughs> the love book comes right back up and bites me. <laughs> That's a good job. <laughs> but yes, I'm like clumsy. <laughs> I cannot believe you know that. Well, I, I mess it up a little bit, but that's the gist. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, I remember the video. She was like in a pop-up book and she was like a 50s. Right. I never watched, really watched music videos, but I remember the album cover, The Duchess, because I have it still, and she's all... I feel like gay people get together and watch music videos. That's, like, what we do. I don't watch music videos that much. I want to change that, because when I go to my sister's house, they, like, we do karaoke, and, like, we'll pull up YouTube, obviously, but then, like, when we're just drinking and chilling, she'll put on music videos, like, randomly, and I'll be like, I never fucking saw this. They're so interesting. Yeah. And I'm missing, I'm missing a lot. Like, um, David does this, like, not a game, but sort of a game when, like, we have guests over. Like, say you and your sister come over and we're all just sitting there. He, um, he does this thing where he'll be like, all right, let's do four categories. Think of a song that reminds you of your mom. And then somebody else thinks of a song that reminds you of school. Think of a song that reminds you of, like, summer 2007. And then, um, you have to pull up and it's supposed to be a music video. It can't be just be a song. It's a music video of a, whatever you think of for that category. So that's how I used to watch a lot of music videos. Wow. That's so fun. How does yeah. his mind just work like that? You should make a game. I'm going to take that idea. That's so <laughs> cool. Especially if oh. we have a bunch of different people and then it's you watch. It's now. He's going to sue you. <laughs> and you watch. No, he needs to get on it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and you like, that's cool. You will watch shit that maybe you wouldn't have watched. Yeah, it's just like, like it's, it's an easier way to get to know people too like instead of like what's your favorite color yeah you know, it's just like oh well like what song reminds see, you see like i would suck because i don't really watch music videos the last music video i think i watched was uh picture no the one is it picture to burn yeah picture to burn by taylor swift because i wanted to sing it on karaoke and it happened to come on the video and i remember i was like oh, i want to watch this she's so young yeah. and then i watched it and i was like i remember seeing snippets but that i finally watched it fully and i was like it's like a, you're just like I'm like, yeah. wow, that's cool. Well, I remember, like, when I was, like, a kid, when I was, like, 9 or 10 years old, I would go on, like, I remember I would go to, like, my cousin's house who had cable, and they would watch MTV, and that's how I started seeing music videos. So, like, my sisters, too, like, we had cable for, like, a summer when I was, like, 8 years old, and my sisters stayed on TRL, and they were, Back like, when they would actually play music videos. Yeah, this was, like, 1999, 1998, so, like, it was, like... Britney, Christina, Justin, fucking, and Sync, Backstreet Boys, you know, all the boy bands, all that. So that's when I became aware of music videos, and they were always so fun to watch, and I always, I've always liked them. I remember Jeannie in a Bottle. Oh, Jeannie in a Bottle was a good one. That She's like on the beach too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember, as I remember that. And, dude, with that song, I remember being in the car, 
and um it was playing and my sisters were like i know what she doesn't want to give away and my other sister was like yeah i know too and my dumb ass was like eight years old being like, yeah i know too <laughs> i didn't know <laughs> i didn't know what the fuck this song was about <laughs> but i wanted to be cool be like i know too and they're like no you don't and i was like yes i do and it was my whole thing <laughs> that's funny she was talking about her virginity oh was she yes girl <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i don't even think i still know <laughs> But anyway, um, yeah, back to, sorry, <laughs> tangents, you know, but I mean, watch a good music video. That's a good, yeah, it's like, that's what we do when we have guests over. No, that's a really good mm-hmm. like game. People should take notes on that. Cause that's cool. He will come over and you're just sitting there. It's like cards against humanity is so fun, but after a while it's like, okay, yeah, we need just, something else. Mm-hmm. So it's a fun way to meet people like whatever, or like get to know people. Um, also I've been reading Brittany's book. Oh my God. That's. Let's fucking get. I read it, dude. I literally was seeing it on TikTok, and I was just like, I'm curious. Like, I was never like, oh, I can't sit here and say I was like a Britney like stan AF. Like, my little sister was like obsessed with Britney Spears. Like, yeah. I was an instinct girl, and me and my sister were what like three years apart. So mm-hmm. it's like around the same time. So like, I was instinct, but she was Britney Spears, and I remember like. I heard every single album. I seen. I literally watched her concert because for Christmas one year we both got like, uh, it wasn't even DVD, it was VHSs yeah. of like the two concerts. My mom got me and singing got her Britney, and we used to fucking fight because <laughs> <laughs> she would wake up early and be like, "I want to watch mine first and I'd be like, "I don't want to fucking see that shit." But when you share like a TV, like back in the day, we didn't have TVs in yeah. our room, so I would literally be like fog, and she would. Wa- I'd have to sit there and watch it until I can watch mine, mm-hmm. and so I seen the whole thing, and like I just remember seeing Britney like. From the beginning, like, hearing everything, because my sister had everything, and seeing it, and, like, I, I remember the album where she's, like, going through the door beats, and I always yeah. remember, like, I love those door beats, and now I have door beats. I still remember the intro to that song, it's like, Yeah. So, when she announced her book, and, like, all the conservatives, like, I don't know about everyone else, but, like, I wasn't fully aware, and, like, I knew when she went, like, the whole, like, Britney's crazy era, like, I don't, I don't know how, how old were we? I don't remember. Because I feel like I remember a blur, but I don't know if I was an adult yet. I feel like no, I was still, like, in the midst. Yeah, we were still happened. in the midst of, like, I couldn't really have a, like, substantial opinion on someone else's full-ass life. So I just remember seeing all the crazy pictures and, like, her holding her kid on her hip. And then she married a backup dancer and being like, damn, she's going down. Like, hopefully yeah. she's all right. But that's it. And then the mm-hmm. conservatorship and then, like, her trying to come back. And honestly, the weird Instagram videos, I'm going to just admit, seeing her videos on Instagram, like before this book came out before her knowing about her conservatorship i was literally like she's weird like yeah and i feel bad after reading her book now and i'm glad that she went in, like on record is like just airing out her shit because it's like it's true people just see what they see and they just make assumptions and i was literally like she's mentally ill like she must be psychotic like her videos look scary like <laughs> they're just but that was before and my sister told me she was like dude if you look at all her old stuff her old music video she, that's what she did it looks weird because she's just like doing it in her house and like not makeup and like but if you look at her old videos like that's what yeah, she, she was loved to spin girl she's she, always been spinning she, and been then spin, she was out of the womb spinning literally <laughs> so when i looked at the videos i was like wow that's true so it really isn't that weird it's just the fact that she looks disheveled but like i didn't know how deep her conservatorship was where she couldn't even buy her own shoes so like mm-hmm. that does explain where like that probably is the only thing they can't take away from her is like her fucking dance moves that she's like i fucking earned this shit yeah so her being weird like now it's just explained to me anyways because like but i can't sit there and say like i was a fan and i was always defending her because i wasn't so for me this book was like really an eye-opening experience and honestly it made me really mad about yeah. like I'm grateful in the era that we're in now where I feel like women definitely have moved up and like aren't treated as bad like how she got into that situation like it wasn't entirely her fault it was like the misogynist and like the era of like slut shaming and just like stuff that is a little bit different now but it made me so mad as a woman that I am now living in the way that I do now I was literally like tell them to go fuck themselves like yeah. but she couldn't and that was my take so far but i know you were actually a fan so maybe your take is different or like what did you think um i thought the book was really good it was a lot of things i already knew because i started paying attention to britney i should say it wasn't even her music or anything it was more like when she um when she shaved her head i just like saw all like the talk and i kind of got like really into it like just seeing her and like 
I remember when the conservatorship happened and how everybody was like, oh, like, it's good for her. Like, now she's, like, making music. And and I was always like, but, like, you know, it just, it was always a little fishy. Like, the way she seemed in interviews, too. Like, when you would see her afterwards and she's just, like, very, like, yeah, like, very agreeable. She She didn't seem like a real person. But, like, in the book, you find out that, you know, she was drugged up and she did it. She had her reasons to do it. And she was honestly going through that much at such a young age is traumatizing. So she's just a traumatized person who went through postpartum. And her family was kind of like, fuck it, let's make some money. Like, this is our chance. Every single person in her family. Yeah. Because she was always, like, the perfect, hot, nice virgin who didn't swear, but also was sexy, but also, like, prayed, but also, like, that can fucking fuck you up if everybody expects that of you. So I'm glad that she wrote the book and, like, kind of her her perspective because we were always like, oh, Britney's crazy. Oh, she shaved her head, fucking crazy bitch. But no, she was fucking sad that they took her kids away and she was, like, sad that her husband left her. She was sad that, like, she was kind of made to feel like she had to file for a divorce to not look dumb because people are going to talk shit. And it's like, wh- why would I care what people have to say that about me? They're not paying my fucking bills. But anyway, that's what I think. Like, I'm glad she put her her two cents in finally in her way. Like, I'm glad she's not doing, like, the interview and the this and the that just because she doesn't fucking want to. Because so many people have made her do things she doesn't want to her whole life. Yeah, I'm literally, like, just shaking my head this whole time because <laughs> I finished the book literally the same day it came out. Like, I was literally like, let's... I'm not going to lie. I was like, let's see. Let's hear. Because I, like... I only knew, like, above the surface type of shit. But I'm going to be honest. I didn't even know what a conservative ship was until Britney. I didn't know Britney. before Britney. <laughs> like, like, I remember when it happened and I didn't really know what it meant. I was like, oh, she's just, like, you know, like, they're just going to help her. Conservatorships are good for people who have, like, severe mental illness where they need someone balanced. Because, like, okay, like, so I'm giving an example. This is not against anyone who actually has these. But, like, I'm assuming, like bipolar or schizophrenia because like you if you're on your meds like you can be a stable human and like that's not all of you like you can like rise above it but you're only human so sometimes like if you're off your meds or like something triggers you like you go a lot go into a manic episode which is totally normal even for normal people but it's for people who are erratic so it's for people who are like incapacitated yeah how does it make sense to put this woman who's incapacitated and i like with air quotes to fucking put her to work, to, like, make her do a TV show, to make her go on tour. Like, that woman shouldn't be around anyone because she's not mentally stable. Why would you do that? Like, how does that make sense? Yeah, literally. I just feel like parameters of a conservatorship is, like, they usually have to prove more. And she had no record of, like, mental illness, like, on record of, like, something that you would be considered where, like... A lot of people are conservative for, like, just in case. Like, say... You're schizophrenic and you're like trying to switch your meds and you're like, oh, just in case, like so I can maintain my house and like my rent and like my job. And like it's usually someone who's like they're like, oh, OK, well, like you you might forget to pay your rent. I'm going to go ahead and like I have OK in your checking account. I'll pay it like so that you you they're just basically your personal assistant covering for you until you can come back fully. And yeah. that's totally like and it's supposed to only be temporary. So I didn't know all this information. This is like information that I read afterwards. And so like with Brittany, she said that they basically like interventioned her. Like yeah. they were all being weird and like that she can acknowledge that she was kind of on a downward spiral because the whole Justin Timberlake thing that was her first love and like everyone was slut shaming her and she just was like trying to be the best person that she can be for everyone. And that like you said, like that's fucking exhausting you can't be what everyone wants yeah you just can't and so she literally was just like then she went for k-fed i remember i was always confused with why she married that fucking fool but he showed her like treated her like a person and it's sad that he probably had ulterior motives and like ended up fucking her over but at that moment that's what she needed was just to be loved and like that's what he did for her and to Mm -hmm. read that as a woman is so sad like i just feel like it's so vulnerable of her and even if you're not a fan like if you're like a woman or someone who like could deeply connect with falling in love and and you don't have to be a woman i guess but like (laughs) (laughs) falling in love and like that everyone has felt that at some point in their life where they just want to be loved like let's all be vulnerable here and like be straight up honest Mm -hmm. like everyone has and that was her moment and she was like people would be like you're britney spears and she'd be like 
I'm Britney Spears. Like, she didn't even know what that felt like because she was so busy, like, trying to be the Britney Spears everyone else was saying she was. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I didn't even feel like that person because I was just on to the next. Yeah. And then she married K-Fan and he was, he was there for her. And, like, when they were, she was explaining about how, like, she got made to feel crazy and shit, it was just intense because I remember it was like, she's fucking crazy in that room where about she saved her head because she was going to get drug tested. Yeah. And she was like, I literally had two kids and he would, like, use our money to go make a rap album and would be with bitches in, the, in his videos and his friends. And, like, I would, I felt like I wasn't Britney Spears. I was just, like, this crazy wife that was, like, banging on the door, like, hey, are you going to come home tonight? And, like, they wouldn't even let her in. Yeah. And how she felt, like, that was so shitty. And she had really bad postpartum and, like, no one was there. And, and then... like, even, like, the part where she got to when she shaved her head, like, just, like, her description of, like, that week... Like, she was just like, fuck it. You want me to be sexy? Fuck you. You want me to be your perfect girl? Fuck you. You want me to be a saint? Fuck you. You want me to be, you know? Like, like that was, like, her point of, like... And the story behind when she got the umbrella and did the whole thing, and we all saw it, you know? We mm-hmm. all saw her hit, like, attack the guy. And the, you know, the picture with her in the umbrella, she's bald as fuck and looks pissed. Like, when you know the story behind that, it's fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. It's, and I just remember being like, damn, she's crazy. And I'm like... I was reading the book and being like, oh my god, I like was like, a part of like I felt bad for even thinking that because you really never know. Yeah. Like you really that just shows like it just doesn't put that in perspective for me. Like you really never know. And it's just like fuck. Like they were in her face and she's fucking depressed as shit. She's and then like, her family fuck. interventioned her. Yeah. They she was like, Yeah, I felt it was weird, but like my family are the only people that I had, so like I kept going back to them. And like for her to fucking be able to admit that, like I didn't have anyone and like yeah, they treated me like shit and they wanted my money, but like as long as I had money they like loved me and they would like hang out, so I, I didn't care. Yeah. And I'm like and then she was there, and everyone was being weird. And she's like, what's going on? And then the cops just came and got her. And next thing you know, she had an allowance of $2,000. She's a fucking billionaire. Yeah, it's ridiculous what Ugh. happened to Brittany. It's, it's so sad. It's so heartbreaking. And I think we should just be more, uh, maybe more mindful when we're all just talking shit about people. Because mm-hmm. you never know. And I know it's hard. Like, everyone's, everyone fucking does it. I know I bragged on Megan Trainer, But, um... You <laughs> Are know, you turning a new leaf? <laughs> no, I'm just saying she's never going to hear this. I would never fucking comment this shit on her pictures. I would never post this shit on the internet. Like, you know, like, you know, do you a girl, but I just don't fuck with you. Like, <laughs> if you don't like Britney, do, let her do her and don't fuck with her. Instead of being like, she is crazy. She should have stayed on that conservatorship. Like, I hear yeah. so many people say that, and I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I just... <laughs> It was just definitely, like, I'm grateful, like, I'm grateful that I got to see both sides. Like, when we were younger, like, it was, it the world was more mis- mis- misogynistic. There you go. I always get tongue-tied. And, like, just more, like, fuck, like, there was no fuck the patriarchy. It was just, like, the hierarchy of things and how it worked. Like, if you were a girl, you had to be sexy to get, like, where you were going. And then, oh, you want to be taken seriously? Now you can't be sexy. You have yeah. to be, like, this or, like one or the other and like now it's like definitely changed i'm not saying it's perfect but it's getting there and this is where i'm going to talk about taylor swift because i feel like taylor swift is like the opposite end of that like she came into her career whether you love her or hate her she's been famous consistent for fucking over a decade her way and anytime something goes wrong she reinvents and has that power and i think a lot of that is from little things that have happened to past people so i feel like britney spears has made some kind of contribution to the whole like women empowerment mm-hmm. thing in her own way even by just her experience and i feel like that's cool to see and i'm glad that she's finally getting heard and like seen for who she is and i hope she's in a better place like yeah we wish her the best yeah we and love you brit i know i'm like i'm happy that everyone doesn't hate her anymore and yeah. that they're like understanding because i know i was literally like that which is crazy and i'm sorry for saying that <laughs> but we're not here to talk about Brit. yeah well are we because this is a book club now i'm like you guys have been swindled <laughs> We, is this a Britney podcast now? Literally, like, we're going to have that guy who was on YouTube and was like, free, leave Britney alone. Oh, she's, she's trans now. Her oh, name's Kara. Kara. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember his name, but that's perfect because now his name's Kara. Chris Crocker. Oh, Chris remember Crocker, Chris Crocker, yeah. Leave Britney alone. Well, Kara. Kara. Oh, I'm just kidding. Okay, <laughs> before we wrap this shit up, <laughs> that was a tangent. But you know what? Honestly, that book is really good. And maybe people who are listening to this would be like, I'm not fucking reading that shit. And maybe now they're like perked up or at least now they understand like a little bit differently i would see it say different. definitely read it it's an interesting read and it's a fast read i'll give it yeah, that it's not a long book it's not hard to read it's pretty 
quick and she gives heavy. a lot of tea like in her own yeah. words like i feel like it definitely sounds she definitely doesn't do it maliciously it's not just like a gossip thing it's just like her experience and what she went through with how she remembers it you know like how and she, she just says it bluntly and it's like you can tell it's she's yeah like he's not doing it maliciously but it's still like oh yeah <laughs> it's a good book i recommend it what do you give it out of 10 i would say 10 out of 10 no maybe not a 10 out of 10 maybe like a 8 out of 10 yeah, I would say like an 8.5 out of 10 for me just there. because the weight is good, it's light enough, but I do feel like I wish I had more end because yeah. she gets into the how she's trying to forgive her family, but after going so hard on like what they did, I would like to hear her like get more of it out and be like, this yeah. was bullshit what they did to me. Like she, I feel like she just wanted to be peaceful, which is great for her, um, and maybe she wants to do the next phase of like going through her resentment privately which is respectful but i'm like for me i'd be like i wanted to hear more of the like yeah i don't give my dad shit and my mom i don't give him shit and i hope that they feel sorry for what they did and they'll meet the maker because she was in god and like that that's on them and i'm gonna focus on me like i wanted to hear yeah. her be like <laughs> yeah there's definitely some tea that she didn't put out like she didn't talk about certain things that people were curious about and even like um her recent divorce she didn't talk about it really yeah but you know that's her business and yeah. It's a good book. Like, it's it's nice to hear from or her words. So what are we here to talk about today, girl? Halloween. Halloween which one? <laughs> I'm like, why are you talking like that? <laughs> Halloween which one? <laughs> um. I'm trying to be hype. <laughs> why does you trying to be hype sound like you fucking are a police officer and asking me fucking questions? Uh, Halloween kills and Halloween ends. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, well. <laughs> Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. It was supposed to be a trilogy, but with the whole wrist-breaking thing and the fact that, like, these two movies, in our opinion, are shit. So <laughs> and then also we were both on vacation uh, during oh, October. Yeah. So it was, like, hard. October and then, was like, a hot month. And then, like, your your wrist broke. So like, and then was I was like, in Texas for a yeah, week. Yeah, you were in Texas. I was in Mexico City. So I was just like, that's already two weeks gone. Also, Mexico City was so fun. I forgot was to it? tell you. We were no, talking the about outfits Brittany. were cute. Oh, we were talking about Brittany, so I forgot to like mention. But dude, Mexico City, I recommend it to anybody who would want to go. Go, it's so fun. The thing about so Fonzie, pretty. he loves Coachella, <laughs> and he will recommend a vacation destination. You vacation a lot, and I love that. This year, that, I love that. That's it's, what everyone should do. It's not even a lot. Like I have friends who've been going here and there, and I'm just like, fuck, how do you afford that? I went to like two places and that's still a lot, and that's good. Like yeah. you're living, you know. But it's good to see. Did you like Texas? Yeah, it was cool. They didn't have no Chinese food. What I noticed, I noticed Weird. stuff like that because yeah. I love Chinese food. Yeah, is that your favorite? <laughs> yeah. I would notice if there was like no good pizza. Oh yeah, well I mean it was cool. The barbecue was cool. It was cool to like be in a smaller little town. It kind of reminded me of El Centro, to be honest. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah, all those towns kind of have that same vibe. Yeah. Like Yuma. Have you been to Yuma? No. I'm so, like yeah. <laughs> it's like El Centro. Um, it's just very small timey, but like not too small. It wasn't like Texas Chainsaw small timey, but it was like smaller than like what I'm used to and yeah. like less people. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. It was a different vibe. We went to different bars. Um, it was cool. It was a nice little vacation. Ate my heart out. Yeah. Now I can say I've been to Texas. Dude, Mexico City was huge. Yeah. It felt like a Mexican New York. Oh, shit. It felt very, like, European at the same time. It was, like, really a really beautiful place. Like, honestly, I fell in love with it. Wow. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah. The food was great. Ooh. People were so nice. Everyone, it was just a vibe. Yeah. Yes. But anyway. Mexico City. Okay, we got that out of the way. Um, <laughs> we thought we haven't seen each other. Yeah, and what like, feels like a good reunion. minute. So this is like, we just turned the mics on, but we're literally talking. About, and we both read the Britney book. Like, I yeah. literally texted him and was like, did you read the book yet? Literally the same day. I was like, because it's getting me mad. And then he <laughs> was like, it's at home right now. Oh, I'm going to read it as soon as I get home. And so we've yeah. been like texting about it, which is why we went on that Britney tangent. Because I'm like three-fourths done. I have like one more, one more fourth to go. But almost done with it. But I wanted to sit and read it. I didn't want to read. I didn't want no, to. No, yeah, it that's cool. Audio. I love something about turning physical, physically turning some pages. Yeah, that that you take it differently. Yeah, this morning I lit a candle. Oh, like, you were like, if I'm gonna read a book, I'm gonna read a book. Yeah. Put the candle, get the blanket, just full vibe. Um, but 
We're not here to talk about Britney or You keep vacation. saying that, and then you bring up stuff, and then you get me talking, okay? <laughs> You're Where like, oh, you? but how was Texas? <laughs> I'm all, Halloween kills, Halloween ends. Oh, you went to Texas. <laughs> yeah, I did do that. Um, but we're here to talk about Halloween kills and Halloween ends. We're going to have to mash them together because of time. Yeah, and honestly... You can mash them together. It's the first one is really the star of the show, so yeah. that one deserved its own episode. The like first thing I stand by my statement. They should have ended with the first one, oh. and like it would have been such a good sequel, and it would like go down in history as like a sequel that's like twenty years after the first one, an amazing sequel. But Literally. with the the rest of them, yeah, yeah. So I'm just gonna blur the story together. So for me, what fucking killed it was character development went to shit. The first one, they built up every character individually so well. Like, we, we went into the last episode how exactly and, like, everything. And in this one, it's like they were determined to take all of that that they built up and just fucking crash it to the ground. Just rip it. I just remember they were really hyping the fact that they were going to cast the the original little girl in the original Halloween, remember? They were going to get her back to play the same role. The Beverly and, House lady. Yeah, and it's like yeah. the, a housewife. And they were like really relying on that, being like, oh, she's back in a role. But it was kind of more like, it felt stunt casting-ish to me, where it just like get people talking, because the story wasn't that strong. Cause she, wasn't she like in the bar? Yeah, she was just in the bar. Like, the movie was boring. Like... They really took the fun out of Halloween with this one. I can't say I disagree. Like, everyone went in hype, including me. And Laurie, they went from making her, like, not vilified, um, like, what's it called? Uh, Empowered and, like, everything that she went through, like, justified. Yeah. And in this one, it was, like... It just got wet. Like, she ended up getting, like, weak because after she was in the hospital, she was just like, okay. Like, yeah, weird. And then the granddaughter, like, after being, becoming, like, she, the end scene was her holding the knife, being, like, all this traumatic shit happened and she fought from being a fighter and, like, being, like, okay, I get it now and, like, rising to the occasion. They just show, like, now she's living with Lori and, like, her mom is dead, obviously. Oh, her mom doesn't die yet, right? No, her mom's alive in the second one. Her mom is alive in the second one. And she's... Oh, so I'm I'm skipping to the last one. It's because, like, that's how little it did. That's how boring the Halloween Kills was. Because Lori just spends her time at the hospital. Everyone's just like, Halloween ends tonight. And they they harped on it so hard that I feel like it was, like, not campy in a good way. It was, like... They try to do, like, a positive message of, like, mob mentality is bad. But they, like... I feel like this movie is not one to be, like, super about a message. Like, a super relevant message, you know? Because like, it's, like, why? It's a slasher. They took the fun out of the whole, like, it being a slasher with, like, a semi-good storyline that they picked up. And, like, the character development added. And they just, like, wanted to, yeah, like, make it a deeper fucking political meaning. Like, it kind this of, is... Like, it, sorry. No, I didn't mean to you. Um, it was kind of like the era it came out. It was, like, 2019. It was full-on like the trump the trump years of us you know like and it was it felt like you could see that in the movie that it was very like oh remember when trump was president kind of like when you notice when movies are like oh that's when bush was president like it got a little too like of the time for my taste mm-hmm. where it, it couldn't be a classic because of how what kind of message was trying to relay in what way they did it it definitely was like this is what happens when mobs get together without any proof. Like, do you see? Do you see people? Like, look at all this trouble that's happening and, like, mob mentality is bad and, like, we should all be together. And then so they were like, we're going to rise up and we're going to angrily, like, kill this, take care of this. But it just showed, it was, like, trying to have a bigger meeting and just show people, like, a stance. Like, yeah, it was probably political. It was not very, I don't, I mean, I guess it kind of reminded me of the whole Trump thing, but it was more just the whole, like, political overtone but it's like it's a slasher movie it's michael myers it's supposed to be timeless where you can continually watch it so i get what you're saying where it's like i will not be rewatching the second or third one ever no like for me personally Mm -mm. like i'm like "Mm, i don't i watch it once or twice and i'm okay yeah because they try to make it bigger and they try to make it mean heavier but it's like there's movies that you can do that freely this is not one of them and i just feel like they did a disservice to the fans and they they fucked up by giving us like this fucking 
literal like it's like a cake that has like beautiful it looks like a fucking top tier like damn that is a beautiful cake and then they cut the piece and they gave it to us and it's like shit yeah like the (laughs) characters didn't make sense with their character like none of them were doing what you thought they would should be or everything got dissolved yeah so yeah um did you have any favorite characters in this movie (laughs) no When, when did you see this movie? Like, how did you watch it? Um, I saw all of them in theaters. Okay. So I went opening night for all of them, except for the one I saw with you, which is the second one or third one? I think the third one. The third one. The one. So the second one I saw opening night, and then the third one, did we go opening? It was like... No, it was like um, like maybe a few days after it came out. Like on, on well, still like night. the first week. Yeah. So we definitely saw it before we heard anything about it. Yeah. Um, for the second one, I went to the theater as well. Not opening night, but I went. And I remember I was like hella stoned and there was that scene where he like goes into those people's houses and he like stabs he kills one with one of the fucking fluorescent light bulbs and he stabs the lady in the neck with it and i was sitting there like high out of my mind being like what the fuck would i do if this happened to me like there's a person in my house and they're i'm like half dead and i see them like kill my partner stabbing a fucking light bulb through their neck like, the kills were brutal in this one, but they were brutal in a way where it just kind of, with a tone of, well, with the message they were trying to relay, the brutalness seemed like so, it, it didn't fit together in my opinion. No, I totally agree because if we're just going off kills, like, yeah, it kept the tone from the first one of the kills being brutal and, like, that part was good, but you're right, the way that they're trying to overlay, like, this message and then they're like, oh, here, we'll just give them a bone, which is, like, they like the gore, here you go for the fans, but then they're, like, completely murdering the story, so it kind of makes you feel, like, weird. Yeah, like... Because you're, like, don't... The kills were, like, when she, when he killed the girl's boyfriend, I want to say, was it her boyfriend? Like, that guy. Um, the way he killed him was so fucking, ugh. Like, I remember that, I, I had to look away a few times from that kill. Mm. At least they re- re- gave his character a little bit of redemption. <laughs> yeah, they were tr- they were trying, but I don't know. I feel like the story was weak. It was weak, and I just feel like the overkills made it worse. I think it just showed the, like, holes in the plot even more. So instead of, like, doing what they did in the first one and making people, like, like it more, it made... Well, for me, it made me feel, like, more, like, not liking it. Like, I'm like, how are you going to keep some stuff from the first one and then, like, completely fucking shred all the shit, the other shit that we like that go hand in hand with this? Yeah. And, yeah, the story was weak. The characters literally completely melted. Like, everything that they built them up to be, they just, you literally, the second and third one, you just watch their demise, like, Every single one. There's not one character for me that literally was like, oh, this is like, I like this character or like, this is going somewhere. Yeah. I gotta agree. Um, yeah. What else, what else is there to say about this fucking movie? The mom dies fucking stupidly. She, they literally get Michael Myers and they're like, they beat him up. Like the whole mom mentality. They're like, we got him now. <laughs> and then they beat his ass. Everyone like takes their turn, like punching him. And literally, like, he's laying on the ground, and they're like, yeah, like, make sure everyone's safe now. And they leave Michael Myers on the fucking floor, and then the mom literally, like, goes into that the house and is, like, looking out the window and, like, reminiscing about shit and just being like, fuck, this was a ride. And then, bam, you see Michael Myers, and he kills her, and that's how the second one ends. And it's just like, what? <laughs> like, I remember yeah. I was like... Are you fucking serious? Like, it's, I feel like they killed her right at the last second because they knew this shit sucked, so they had to keep us going. Yeah, they got to leave it with, like, really good cliffhanger. They were like, like, we're trying to put so much, like, a sandwich of, like, political shit, but we got to keep the horror people happy, yeah. so we got to do brutal kills and kill a main character. Yup, that is the recipe to keep them. And, like, yeah. I'm not going to lie, it did because I had to see the follow-up after seeing And then I was still hopeful after this. After I saw it, I was like, you know, it wasn't the best, but maybe it's, like, the third one's going to be the it's one. It's the filler, you know? Like, yeah. maybe that one just like, sucks like, dick because oh, it's the filler. <laughs> you got to know this part of the story because you, the end is crazy. But. Like, maybe they'll bring it, they'll tie it together and it'll just be good, right? Yeah, like, that's what I was hoping when that's I first I saw it. I was like, well. oh, okay, okay, I'll give it a pat. It was a, it was all right. It was a. Eh. But now when we know the whole thing, it was, that movie sucked. It was really bad. <laughs> like, I it, it literally makes me angry. I'm trying to keep it chill. Because, like, it shouldn't... So a movie that, like, has no, like... I have a heart love for it. But, like, 
because of the franchise and everything. But, like, it doesn't affect my daily life. But when I think about it, it makes me so angry like it does. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm telling you, after I saw it, I was fucking pissed. And I was like, they did Michael dirty. Like, I know he's a fucking killer. But he's, like... We love to love to watch the movies of him being Michael Myers. And in this movie, they literally even took that away. I was like, the guy have nothing. Yeah. Like, we just wanted him to be Michael Myers for three movies, kill some people. Okay, they could fight back. If he dies at the end, so be it. But, like, give us some good shit. And then they literally didn't give us the good part. They just gave us the shit. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I still get angry. I still feel fucking mad. Like, what yeah. a waste. Why would you? Mm. Yeah. Ugh. I would cut off Michael Myers' arms and legs so he's a torso. First thing, if, if I was Laurie Strode and he was trying to come find me. How is he going to put him down? Well, they had him at the end, remember? Oh, yeah, they did. I would literally be like, you guys could think I'm crazy. You guys already did. But I'm cutting off his arms so he can't hold a knife. And I'm cutting off his legs so he can't walk. So, like, if he happens to reemerge, he can't do shit to me. Yeah. But I know that's, like, not fucking yeah, realistic. It's a movie. It's a movie. You gotta keep it going. You know, so I was like, it. okay, he's definitely going to still be alive. And then we went to the second one knowing there's a third one. So, like... Obviously, he didn't die. But then they killed Judy Greer, and I was like... But I was hopeful, too. Yeah. And then once we met that motherfucker... The Corey Cunningham. Oh, God. Don't even say that fucking bitch's name. It's like Candyman in this house. Don't say that shit. <laughs> Corey Cunningham. Fucking Corey and Cunningham. I fucking hate that name. So let's paint the picture for them. You do it because I'm mm. We were like planning on watching it together because we had just started like doing the podcasting. We had kind of just reconnected a few months earlier. So we were like, oh, this is like, we used to always watch horror movies. This is going to be like a, we were hyped about it. Like we met up beforehand. We had a drink. Mm -hmm. Adrian was with us. David was with us. We were all going. We're all like, oh, this is going to be cool. This is going to be fun. And then the movie started. It wasn't even the start. It was the fucking finish. But, like, the movie started, and we just, we were so hopeful. Like, I look back at that day, and I'm like, oh, I was so full of, full of hope, full of we joy. We didn't know our fucking hopes <laughs> were going to be crushed. They're going to be fucking murdered. Yeah. Um, I hate Corey Cunningham. Yeah, that story, it didn't make sense at all. The didn't make, even make sense with the second one because I thought that would connect to the third one. The only thing that it connected was that Lori got out of the hospital. Literally, yeah. like they literally made the other guy who escaped from the bus kill himself. Yeah, that's it. That's all that happened in the second yeah. one. And then, and then the mom died in the last fucking minute. Yeah, that's it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> like they don't connect at all, really, except for the yeah. characters. Yeah, and then like you meet Corey Cunningham, this like babysitter who is babysitting this kid who. You know, long story short, like, an accident happens and he Well, the kid's off. a little shit, but what kid isn't? Like, we can't, like... I see both sides. Because, like, I see the kid being a kid. Like, hello, he's a child. But then I see the babysitter. He's like, hey, stop. Don't do that. Blah, blah, blah. So, like, long story short, they're like... The kid is holding the door and he's literally like, hey, come out. Like, listen to me. And then the door, like, he's like, okay. He opens the door and it fucking swings. The kid fucking falls over... The staircase and falls to his death. Yep. In his own house. And that's how Corey Cunningham is introduced. Is introduced. So you're just watching the story, like what the fuck what what does this have to do with anything? Yeah. They just were like, you know what, do a child death, it'll shock them. And yeah. it it was shocking because child death is never like it's and not a regular thing. I didn't know if we had to feel sorry for Corey or if we had to like be scared of him, but either of them it didn't come off. And we just didn't like him. He it didn't come off, off well like, any type of way. Like, I don't know if they were trying to show him as malicious. Like, he was like, ha, ha, kill kid. Or if he was like, oh, my God, accidents happen. Like, I don't know which one. And I'm like, he, <laughs> kill the kid. Well, because they were, like, showing him, like, he could be either, right? But yeah. then you're just like, what? And then, like, he he's just, just came, like, a big doof. Like, yeah, honestly, he just he's like, off as, like, unlikable. He was just like, oh, I didn't mean for this to happen, I guess. Okay. And they were all calling him a child murderer, as any fucking town would. Let's be fucking for real. And he's, like, getting bullied by, like, the town teens. It's but so the town teens are, like... Mind you, Corey Cunningham is, like, six feet. And he's, like, a good, like, 200 pounds. He's, like, a pounds. good 6'4". Okay. Like, a good, like, <laughs> he six looks like feet. a giant. Yeah, but he's... And he's hefty. He's, like... Yeah. When I say 200 pounds, I don't mean, like, obese 200 pounds. I mean 200 pounds, like, a like, manly, yeah, like, just like a dude. Yeah, like, he has a dude. big arm. Like, a like dude. A big, yeah. 
And then the, the, they show the bullies. It's some little fucking five foot two, maybe 120 pound wannabe jock looking guy with a big ass Leatherman jacket being like, oh, look at this fucking loser and yeah. his little girlfriend and this other guy. And it's like, dude, you expect me to believe that they're bullying you? You can literally threaten to punch them and that's it. Yeah, you knock them all out. But he just lets them. And like they give him this whole like Ferdinand. Have you heard of the story Ferdinand the Bull? Mm-hmm. Like where he's like looks yeah. all big and he's all like, Ooh. Yeah. That's what they did. And I'm like, S- I wasn't buying it. I was like, this is stupid. It's like, okay, like you might have guilt from what happened and, and everyone like treats you like shit. But like you can still stand up for yourself and not be a bad person. Like, it was weird. But they show you how much of a bitch he is, long story short. How he just, like, they go in on, like, him being a bitch. Like, they fucking fuck with him hard. And he just lets them. And then they set it up so, like, he he's like, actually, I'm sick of this. I'm getting real mad. In the meantime, he met <laughs> Laurie Strode. I like your Corey Cunningham impression. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Laurie Strode's daughter. I mean, no, um granddaughter who lives with her now is like going through this transition phase where now she's like it's over like the whole tragedy thing is over people are not like kind of over it but now she's kind of like they stare at her and she's weird but but she's trying to she's trying to get some dick well she's living a normal life right she's like has a shitty job her boss treats her like shit and like she's just like damn a a medical assistant yeah and like nothing like it's just like mundane so she went from being like this in this situation where everyone looked at her like oh my god like it was crazy now everything's calmed down and she's like just this normal bitch and she's just like trying to get by and you can tell she's like going through it but then yeah she meets Corey cunningham and like they bond over the whole like feeling like shit i guess (laughs) (laughs) they're like you feel like shit and he's like yeah i always feel like shit and then she's like me too and then they're like I love you. Yeah. That's literally what happens. And she gets a whoop. Like, for no she reason. She gets level 10. Her taste in men are terrible. God damn. I know she's been through some trauma, but that's like... That's a girl. It's like, okay, I can forgive her for getting with him and bond trauma bonding. Like, okay, that happens in real life. Like, okay, never mind you're a Michael Myers survivor. Never mind he's a child accident killer. Um, <laughs> but, like... I could see that. That part, I wasn't like, I was literally still hopeful. I'm not going to lie. I still was like, you know what? In the real world, people trauma bond all the time. And people no, yeah, like, fall I get in it. love. But it, it falls but it into goes the down. same. It falls into the same yeah. thing where they were trying to teach a lesson and be like. It gets too yeah. like, yeah, like condescending. But like, then like the kills are also very brutal. So it's just like. And then with this one, the, the characters do not make sense with what they were doing in the, even the first two movies. Like. Laurie Strode is, an, instead of, like, a granny hermit from hell, you know, like... She's all baking cookies she's now. She's baking cookies. She's, like, oh, Talking so to her wholesome. neighbors. Like, that doesn't make sense for Laurie Strode, who went through all this trauma of, like, fucking 50 years, to this movie, where she's just, like, oh, no, my granddaughter. Yeah, they were trying to be, like, she was being, like, I'm finally free. Now I can be the person I always wanted to be, a baking grandma. And it's just, like... You can't expect us to believe this shit. Yeah. Like, that's what it felt like. It felt like a cop out as fuck. And we were all, like... Is this for real? And I believe the writing for this one. Like, the writing was just not that strong in this one. Because, like, the acting was still good. It was just, yeah, you're right. It was just bad writing. And the story just went downhill. And, again, they tried to teach us a lesson at every turn. Then they threw in brutal kills to make it better. And it just wasn't better. They went hard with the whole bullying aspect so that we could feel bad for him. And that when he turns bad, we don't feel that bad. But it was bad. (laughs) Yeah, it just made you not like him. Like, he's not even, like, you know, sometimes, like, Freddy Krueger. He's kind of likable in the movies. Fucking even fuck the other killers. They're all kind of, you know like the like scream guy. You you kind of like like he's kind of they like, they've been wrong so they're yeah. like I'm killing because I'm just yeah I'm it's so, just like but yeah. this one it was just like um, you just don't like him you wanted him to go away and then Laurie Show's granddaughter is treating Laurie like shit and being like I blame you grandma basically and it's like <laughs> woman how old are you like okay let's let's they were trying to harp it too hard of the whole like I hate my mom but it's my grandma and like. Yeah. Instead of bringing them together, it's pulling them apart. And it's like, okay, I could see... It was so much potential, and they just kept letting us down. And, like, kept trying to teach us lessons that, like, were fucking not even in in the mix. Yeah. So then, Corey Cunningham somehow... Well, they fall in love or whatever. And, like, Corey Cunningham comes across Michael Myers somehow. Long story short, he... Ends he up, beats up Michael Myers. Yes. So I was, like, trying like, to say this in a nice way, but... The man who fucking got beat up 
by a little scrawny ass dude, his little girlfriend and his other little scrawny ass dude, mm-hmm. beats up Michael Myers. He goes to Michael Myers' little cave, his lair where he's at now, and he goes in there, and like, I guess the fact that he's in rage and in so much anger from like, how he's being bullied, like he's finally at the point where he's like, I'm fucking done with everyone. And then he goes in under there and then he sees Michael Myers and he's like, squaring up with him and he's like, I'm not scared of shit, I'm so tired of everybody, I'm looking, and he looks him in the eyes and it's just like, and we're like, what the fuck? And then like Michael Myers tries is like lifting up his knife and then he fucking fights him slow motion and he takes his knife and he fucking takes his mask and Michael Myers just cowers down yeah and just is done yeah and it's just like that's the part where I was like I'm fucking done with this shit I'm done <laughs> mind you we were in the theater fucking Adrian <laughs> shout out to Adrian but this one falls asleep oh I was getting so mad I was like wake the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like snoring throughout this this whole fucking movie and i'm like oh my god wait this time we can't really blame him because this shit was trash <laughs> yeah, honestly, but i wish i was sleeping too i was like how can you sleep through this he's fucking literally defiling michael myers's name of being a fucking certified brutal killer and um, it's just like you can't make him make ugh, tongue-tied you can't make michael myers seem like a little bitch after all these years like how would you do him like that how dare they i just remember i was more offended and like hurt I was genuinely angered and like, how fucking dare you? How dare this even exist? Like, this fucking nobody is taking Michael Myers' masks off and isn't getting murdered? Like, no, that's the last straw. (laughs) (laughs) That was it for you. That was it for me. And that's where I was like, yeah, this is shit. Yeah. Ugh. I just remember once, like, Corey Cunningham beat him up. I was like, over it. I was like, this is stupid. Like, why, why are we wasting our time? So Corey Cunningham and Laurie Stroh's granddaughter try to run away, but they don't because then Michael Myers comes back and then it's just a show off from everyone and Corey Cunningham gets killed. Mm-hmm. Thank God. I was literally like, good. Rid good. it. He Bye. was a fucking loser, dude. Good. Rid it. <laughs> it's just like all these characters had the opportunity to like revel in the redemption and instead of that they the writers were determined to just like watch them dissolve and i'm sure there could have been like a way to do that in a way that was like cinematically accurate and had the presence that they wanted and like make us think like damn like they could have did this like bleakly but like horror bleak with the meaning like did everything they didn't know how to mix the two like they did it and it just felt like so cut and paste together and like bullshitted and like but this is a, like this is the meaning behind it but it's like it's fucking halloween yeah it's this like, is not like a documentary kind of tar- it kind of tarnishes its reputation in a little bit and it's fucked up like it just really is like they just i wish they would have leaned into the camp aspect of it because halloween like the 1970s one is camp as fuck yeah and like with even, like, the 2018 one, it was pretty campy. They just and added then, like, the, like, updated kills and, like, yeah. updated brutality, but, but the, it was still campy, yeah, right? Yeah, these last two were just like, oh, we're woke, but they didn't do the work. Totally. And it was just a hot mess. But at the end, do you remember when, when Laurie Short finally kills Michael Myers? After, like, 10-minute kitchen scene? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it went on forever. But they all get his body and, like, fucking transfer him to the shredder, but it's like, do you remember all two? What, what? Did you watch Spider-Man 2? Yes. Remember the part where, like, Spider-Man, like, passed out and they all, like... Carry him yeah, up carry there? Him. That's what they're doing to Michael Myers. Yeah, literally. Well, I will say the only good part of the last one was that show-off. Because, like, if anything should be long and drawn out, it's the show-off between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. Yeah, it's, so, like, what we want to see. Yeah, that's the part where, like, I was like, okay. And it was, like, suspenseful enough. They both got injured. Like, it was fair. And then she finally, finally did it. And, like, that feeling of, like, how her face looks, how she, the relief. Like, that that was there. And it, that's why I'm saying it sucks because these movies had so much potential. Yeah. And there was sparks, but they just didn't hold up. It did yeah. not catch fire. And they just kept fucking up. That part was good. But then, yeah, they the town comes in, <laughs> fucking lifts him up like he's fucking crowd surfing and shit (laughs) (laughs) and then they walk him to the shredder and you get to see michael myers literally shredded in like a car shredder which was like okay i i would i think that is a good ending because there's no way he's gonna come back and i agree that's it yeah two good things the show off of laurie strode and michael myers and then michael myers going through the car smusher Mm -hmm. that's it for me yeah 
Damn. <laughs> well. These two movies, I think, what do you rate them? I'm going to rate them together. Um, as a whole, maybe like a 4 out of 10. Damn, that's pretty gracious of you. I mean, there were some parts, like the kills were like, some of them were like fun mm. to watch because they were really brutal. But it could have been way better. I'm going to say a 4. Okay, that's good. Yeah, a, a good D. I like the follow-up. I'm going to give you? it 2. A 2 out of 10? A 2 out of 10. Just because I'm giving the two for the little tiny sparks. This is not including the first one. This is just these two. Mm-hmm. For the sparks and, like, the potential. But just the drop of the ball was too heavy. And yeah. you cannot look past everything. Yeah. And I feel like the director had such potential. And, like, he just put his own agenda into something that was personal to a lot of fans and the fan base. And I feel like he just use the fan base to like tell his narrative when it's just like when you get a director for something this big you need to make sure that their heart is like in it for the fans and the genre and the originality and the like drive of what makes it what what it is yeah and i feel like he just wasn't it i feel mm-hmm. like he tried to be like yeah imagine this everything all that but then this and yeah. it's like this is just not the franchise for it and i just feel like it was a disservice to the fans and it's actually a very big tragedy personal yeah. tragedy <laughs> honestly i couldn't agree more thank you like i stand by every word you said <sighs> and and yeah i yeah i couldn't agree more i like how we talked more about britney spears <laughs> i know but it's these movies didn't give us a lot to talk about yeah good thing we did read that book and then we already hated on them <laughs> once this True. is just a recap of why this is honestly them. a recap i try to give it another chance but it's just but also we're sorry we didn't get to do the whole like separate thing like rewatch them we really wanted to but they, life got in the way this month hey that's how life <clears> is dude but we should do more themed things though yeah like, it was it was fun to have like a specific theme like there's some christmas horror movies that we could do for christmas I like krampus Krampus or Black Christmas? Ooh, we get ooh Black Christmas. Krampus because the ending is dual sided, and yeah. they always ask like I'm not gonna ask you this right now. We can save it for the episode, but like, how do you think it was a happy ending or a sad ending? Because mm-hmm. it's like diverse. I love asking people. This. I need to rewatch those. I want to rewatch Black Christmas and Krampus. I I think we should do that for December. Oh, we should. I'm down. Yeah, we'll make it up. And I don't think there's any Thanksgiving horror movies, is there? Oh, they're making one. I think. It's... I think I saw the trailer for that yeah. one, but that's the only one, right? No, that one could just be our free for all month yeah <laughs> um also halloween is here can you believe oh, it yeah no and yes at the same time yeah because i was out for two weeks with this <sighs> wrist thing so i felt like that time didn't count so i felt like it came up faster but i was prepared so i'm trying not to let the wrist get me down so i was at my costume yesterday mm-hmm. and i just wrapped i took the brace off and i wrapped it with like medical yeah. tape and then i put the gloves on and it was it was it was cool nice it's still it's still the look was still there I, I dressed up last weekend because I went to my friend's party, but uh, me and my boyfriend did. We have hats from Disney. I, we're going to sound like such fucking Disney adults, but whatever. We don't want to put any like real effort in it. We have like these random hats from Disney. It was like one is the Mickey Magician one. Okay. The other one's like a goofy one. So I just put the put on the Mickey Magician one, put on a red robe that we bought from like Target. And he put on like clothes that looked like kind of goofy and... We went up to our friend's party, and my cousin came with us, and she had a whole ass Tigger outfit. <laughs> but um, she was like, I'm fucking hot. Um, so, yeah. So, that's what we did. Oh, that's cool. Well, sometimes, you know what? Halloween spirit is a feeling, and you know what? I think, yeah. As long as I you dress up at all, that's fun. And I feel like, as an adult, you should dress up and just be fun. I think if I go out tonight, I'll probably put on some horns and... You know, do Be something. A little, a yeah. little devil. A little demon. A little slut. A little slut, like always. <laughs> Just kidding, I'm not a slut. It's okay, Bjorn. Right. There's no slut shaming here. I know. We were support you know, everybody. Learn for Britney. Don't slut shame me. Yeah. 1989, Taylor's version is out, and it's really good. All her vault tracks, literally. Ugh, that woman is a literal mastermind. I remember when that the album came out. Like, not this one, though. The, the original? I, yeah, I remember when that one came out. That's when I started, like, noticing Taylor Swift. Before that, you know, I was, I'm not into her music. I, I can't say that I am, mm-hmm. but I respect her as a businesswoman and an artist. She has some cute bops and I, but that, that album was like the first album I noticed of her. Um, what was it? What was that song? 
Shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. And that's when I started really noticing her. Like, it's funny because that song is so fun. But if you read the lyrics, it's like okay, it's still fun lyrics. But she's basically saying like they basically say date too many guys. Who cares? Like she just like that's so smart of her. Like she literally turned that around and like she continuously does that. Like I'm I'm a fucking Swifty, and I just I love seeing the whole revamp and everything. I like her song style. Oh, that's a good job. That's on this one. Yeah, that one comes up in like a playlist. I'll like, you I'll should hear it. the new one that she did. It's good. I'll well, check it out. I'm just saying I have to. I celebrated. I like. I'm lucky we're on this coast, so I got it at 9 p.m. and I've been listening to that. And I just love this whole experience of like seeing everyone like just being so hyped. Like my for you page of Swifties. It's just it's so I fun. I feel like you. a girl. I'm like, yeah. Ooh, I bought my popcorn tin when I got my cup. I literally been drinking out of it. Like I'm yeah. just like. I get the connection though, because like, that's how I kind of feel with like Britney, where it's just like, and not even like, oh my god, her music's amazing. But, like, I'm glad she... It, like, she's... triggers. Yeah, it's that, like, like, oh, like, I'm kind of attached to her. Yeah. But it... There you go. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. And so I feel like, like I'm attached. And, like, the I fact that... I have a soft that... spot for her. Oh. You have a soft spot for Taylor. Yeah. And we're around the same age. So it's, yeah. like, when I started liking her at 16 to now, it's, like, I've seen her all, like, her grow well, up. She, and she like... was born in 1989, right? Yeah. So she's, like, two years older than me. She's 33? No, like three. Two years? Three? Well, yeah. we're, she's like around yeah, the same so it's like I feel like I've experienced every single era with her like personally and like some of her songs are soundtrack to my life so I'm and like that's so smart of her to do it dude it's just I'm amazed at how she's an entrepreneur businesswoman but, but I just wanted to go in and say that because that's what's making me happy what's nice. making you happy um besides a Britney book <laughs> well that's not really making me happy I had to take a few breaks no. girl it's just heavy <laughs> okay but um what's making me happy lately I've been Trying to get into, like, the the winter mood. Like, the fall winter mood. Like, Cozy. I feel like this summer was very intense for me. It was very... I did a lot. And I think I need to reel it in from that. So I'm kind of embracing this, like, more chill, more, like, cozy, more, like, I'll stay home and read a book. I'll, like, you know, instead of, like, the party. Because I did a lot of it during the summer. So to fucking this long-winded thing just to say I'm embracing... The fall and like more low key chill. Fall's Time making you life. happy. The yeah. wind down's making mm-hmm. you happy. Hey, sometimes that's good. Yeah. Different and seasons, and that's what you need to have a fulfilled life. But I've still been trying to keep up with the gym, even though I don't. I'm not perfect, and I like sleep in sometimes. But whatever. Fuck it. I'm still trying. Um, I've been sleeping in like every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, when it gets to this weather, I just want to sleep in. Like in the summer, I could be up early because it's already hot and I want to already be out. And I would, you know, like I want to go to the gym so I could wear something like some shorts that are a little too short. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I want to look good for that. But now I'm like, oh, I could just throw on a jacket and I'll be fat and sassy. Sweater weather. <laughs> but anyway. That's a good yeah. thing to be happy about. Yeah. Um, but I haven't like seen any shows or anything yeah i took a break after um walking dead that was yeah that was a heavy hitter I like have you seen any movies lately but for halloween i'm gonna be negan negan yeah well i have two costumes so i'm doing jennifer's body jennifer check which is cool it was fun to you know i always gotta do it good for her and a little bloody but for work i'm gonna i'm gonna be negan look at my back oh shit mm-hmm. that's hot Fuck gender norms. Fuck gender norms. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, okay, well, we will be more consistent. We say this every time. You know what? You just get it when we get it. I'm, a, I'm just going to stop being apologetic. Yeah, like, thank you gonna, for listening. I'm going to say that shit again, but... Don't break anything else, girl. <laughs> I'm going to be like, come back like, sorry, I broke my leg. <laughs> no, I'm taking vitamin D because just to keep my bones strong because it's bone deficiency thing i'm just gonna make sure everything is good yeah. <laughs> from now on and you know who knows what we'll do next honestly i do love spooky season i've been watching well, we, we watch spooky movies all the time who knows what we'll do next yeah it'll be a surprise yep to us too yep <laughs> if you have any recommendations though like Feel yeah. free to, like, message us. Hit us up, because we've been doing newer ones, but we could do a TBT. Yeah. If, you know, well, this one's our technically Or TBTs. if you guys want us to do, like, a countdown, or, like, you know, Oh, whatever. yeah, like, a fun one. Like, yeah. we did... Yeah. We um, haven't let, done Aliens. Let us know what y'all think, or what y'all want to hear, or what you guys want us to review, or what you want... You know, like, ask us questions. I don't know. 
Yeah, we don't have any um, cheese stuff. We mostly got it to Brittany, so yeah. I'll try to think of more questions that we can answer. I asked if everyone's dressing up, and a lot of people are, so I can't wait to see it this weekend. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. Mm-hmm. I might go out tonight, so we'll see. Ooh. But yeah, it was so good to to fucking chat with you because that's yeah. what I feel like this was it was just a little chat, and everyone we just, just like, got to listen. We just kikied. Yeah. This was fun. It really was, and you know. Read Britney's book. Read Bit- Britney. <laughs> Read Britney's book. Listen, Listen to Taylor Swift's 1989, Taylor's version. And um, we support women here. So. Oh, you saw the movie too, huh? Of course I did, honey. So it was really cool. It felt like when people go to Disneyland, they're like, oh, that's how I felt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget when she put out that song, 22. I yep. had turned 22. <laughs> when it was popular, I like it was my 22nd birthday. And everybody fucking put that song on for me. Hell yeah. It's still a good song for anyone turning 22. And that's a good age. I miss being 22. That was a fun age for me. It's like where you have all the energy and you have all the time and like you have everything except the experience. So like you're dumb, but you're just living in the moment and you're never going to be like that again. And it's just a good time. Yeah. It's like the, that's, I feel like 22 is like the perfect age to be young. Like you're not 21 anymore. But you're still like... 22, 23. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a fun age. It really is. So all you 22-year-olds, whoever whoever you are... Live it up. Live it up. Enjoy that age. Trust me. Even though, like, the rest of the 20s are cool. Anyway, we're... (laughs) Girl. (laughs) We haven't seen each other, so this is just going on and on. This is like, I'm starting to just like, we're all okay, bye. (laughs) Anyway, so how'd you... (laughs) No, I need... We need to stop. Okay. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. Um... If you're 22, live it up. That's just finish that sentence. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we support women here. So, of course, all these things kind of align. And um, Halloween started off really strong. Lori Strode. I'm always a Lori Strode fan. And yeah. good for her. But the just it didn't pan out. And that's okay. And just on to the next. On to the next. So have a good week. Have a good day. Reevaluate whatever you need to reevaluate. Always check yourself. Read the four agreements. That should help me. Yep. been helping me through the situation I'm going through. Period. So I just want to give a little book recommendation. And other than that, you know, stay spooky and enjoy your Halloween. Be safe. And you'll hear from us soon. Not going to say when because you know us. <laughs> and that's it. Well, all right. Bye. I was like, I was waiting for your infamous. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.